Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie back with Dr. David Livingston as we talk about space. How is the space show going, David? Well, we're in our 21st year, and uh, last night I did the 3,931st show. Good for you. So it's going very, very nicely, and the the guests wanted me to have a contest and auction off the 4,000th show, so I may think of something like that. What's the best way for people to see and hear the program? Thespaceshow.com www.thespaceshow.com, and uh, that will get you to it and all of the archives and how to contact me and uh, how to listen live, and uh, it's a live broadcast like Coast is, and then it's archived and put out on the podcasting services. They had a so sm- all of that is there. Good for you. They had a small fire near the Artemis uh, moon mission uh, space launch area yesterday. And not a big one, well, but but the weather's been all bad and everything. This thing's getting delayed, delayed, delayed. Well, it it is, and um, it is the program of record to get us back to the moon. So, uh, it, I mean, it's got its critics, and uh, and rightly so, probably. But hopefully, they will get it together. Now, they I did read where when they took it back to the to the VAB building, which is where they and take it apart and repair it and do this and that with it. But that's because of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. They are going to open it up and do some work in it. And they said that there's no way it'll be ready to launch before sometime in probably mid-November. Wow. So yeah. um, it's going to be delayed again. 
and uh, hopefully they will they will get it off. Um, you know, it's been about 14 years in the making. It's uh, cost 23 million dollars, and uh, a normal launch for this thing with its moon mission is about uh, what 4.1 billion dollars. It's very very costly, probably not sustainable. Um, but uh, it is our it is the way that NASA and Congress decided to take us back to the moon. Explain what Artemis One is, what it looks like, David. So Artemis One, Artemis is the mission to return to the moon, and Artemis One is the first flight, which is a test flight with no humans on board. So Artemis One, which is the one we're talking about, and we want to see get launched will go to the moon and will go by the moon by about a thousand miles, swing back around, and then return back to Earth. There's no part of the rocket that is reusable, not even the engines, nothing, even though they were reusable on the space shuttle. All of that is dumped into the ocean. And then the Orion capsule will come back and, and land in the in the ocean about 45 days later. Uh, so that's uh, all a test mission, and you know Orion is loaded with instruments to help them make sure everything is working right and they're doing things right. Then missions Artemis two, three, four, uh, assuming that they actually go, um, will be missions going to the moon and eventually carrying crew to go to the moon. But uh, this is strictly uh, a test flight. And uh, they've they've had problems, you know. They've had hydrogen leak uh, in the valves. That's right. Uh, they have an abort system on it, and because they spent so much time with it, the batteries and the and the ingredients of the abort system expired. So oh. that they had to get a special uh, approval to go ahead and use them because they think that everything is still good because it's not expired that much. But I don't know if they go back to the the VAB like they did for the for the hurricane, and they might go ahead and and update the abort system because of that expiration date. Well, um, we we got to the moon with fifty year old technology, David. Why does this one seem so difficult? Uh, well, um, um, they took a lot more risk with Saturn V, as you know. Sure. Uh, they didn't do the kind of testing that they do today. And um, they had a reason to take risk, which was the, the Cold War and, and beating the Soviet Union to the moon and, and then using that to make sure the world knew that the Western way of life was better and, and more science, more education, and uh, and help topple the, the totalitarian government. Well, that stuff doesn't exist anymore. And NASA's very, very risk averse. So, um, and this has been so long in the making uh, that um, it, it just shows up with with problems. And um, I think it's a complicated rocket, and uh, it's way too costly. And it's when you look at what SpaceX is doing with Starship, and and the advantages of it, and and the way uh, it's designed, and how Musk is willing to test to destruction. To learn how to make it better, and NASA has only one uh, SLS. I think there may be some others on an assembly line someplace, but 
they can't afford to lose it. And Musk will watch his rockets blow up in order to learn how to improve them and fix errors. And, and make and another things. one. Yeah, Musk is not risk-averse. And uh, so uh, I, I think the risk-averse attitude and the fact that they're recycling a lot of space shuttle technology and hardware, and they've refit it to be on SLS. For example, they're using solid rocket boosters again. So the solid rocket booster are a little different from the shuttle. They're five segments instead of four, and they have a different chemical compound. But um, once you ignite them, you can't stop them. So they have to have a, a, an abort system with a crew jettison on it. So that's got its own propulsion system that has to work with. Starship does not have an abort system. And the reason why is Musk said the statistics on using abort system are so low that they just don't happen and it's not worth doing it. You're better off with re redundancy and sensor and testing and testing and testing and making sure everything's going to work rather than putting in the hardware and the expense and more complicated systems for a crew abort system. Well, David, uh, who's going to get back to the moon with astronauts first, Musk, Bezos, or NASA? Well, Musk is going to the moon with a human lander that services Artemis. So if Musk gets astronauts to the moon, it's with Artemis. But the irony is, George, that Starship could fly directly to the moon and doesn't have to do what uh, SLS does, which is go to the gateway and go to a halo orbit and all this other stuff, which just complicates everything and drums up the cost. But uh, Starship is not planning to fly directly to the moon at this time, and Musk is making the human lander that would go from the gateway to the surface of the moon and then back again because SLS and Orion can't go to the surface of the moon. So to the moon, I think NASA will prevail, and we will get there, uh, even if uh, Artemis 1 gets delayed again and Artemis 2 gets delayed. Uh, I, most people think Musk will go to Mars with people before NASA goes to Mars with people, and I think that's a pretty good bet. Why aren't they really working in hand-in-hand? -hand? Well, they, they do, um, you know, and Musk has given NASA tons and tons of credit for helping with the design and uh, creating the Falcon rockets, which are so successful. And as often said, he couldn't have done it without all the, the help and the assistance uh, from NASA. And he is building the human lander for uh, NASA. But um, Musk wants to go to Mars. You know, that's his that's his goal yeah. and his modus operandi. And NASA wants to go to the moon and learn how to live and work and play and and do things on the moon, and then from the moon go to Mars. And that halo orbit that I mentioned a few minutes ago makes it easier to go from the area of the moon to another place like Mars. But Musk um, wants to fly direct. He needs to do some orbital refueling. That technology has not been perfected yet, but um, he probably will get to, the, to Mars. That's his objective before NASA is ready to go to Mars.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's going on with space tourism, David? Hotels and things like that. Well, uh, let's talk about, uh, well, hotel. There are some companies that are trying to work on orbital construction of big structures. And uh, they're, one of them is Orbital Assembly Company. So what they're doing is trying to perfect their construction technology with terrestrial structures and then move it out and evolve it out into learning how to do it in space. And so um, it's coming, but it's very, very slow. And we don't have vehicles for orbital tourism anyway. Uh, unless Musk wants to dedicate some uh, SpaceX rockets in the Dragon capsule to do orbital tourism. And he hasn't really expressed a big interest in doing that, although he is doing that with a trip to make sort of a figure eight around the moon with the, that Japanese uh, uh, person who bought out the entire mission and then has artists going on it. And I think that's supposed to happen uh, next year or in 2024. Uh, but Musk doesn't have the big moon interest. Uh, but I think um, they do um, sort of work hand in hand, but they have different goals and different objectives. And uh, uh, Starship and SpaceX are so much more cost effective and so much more productive that people are still calling for the cancellation of SLS. So that is a, an issue. Will NASA if Starship is very, very successful, continue with SLS at its unbelievably high cost and its limitations, or will they cancel it downstream? What about China? Where do they stand? Well, they're 
further down the road, but the one thing about China is uh, they're totalitarian government, so they can allocate resources and timing and energy the way they want, and they don't have a Congress uh, or anybody to object or oppose. So they usually accomplish what they set out to do. They are pretty good at doing things on time. They are starting to build bigger rockets, and they are introducing reusability into what they want to do. And uh, their lunar plans are a little bit further down the road than Artemis lunar plans are. Uh, but I, uh, they want to get there, and they, they want to go to the lunar south pole. And people say we're not in a race with them. But then when you talk to people who know and to national security specialists, we are in a race with them because uh, the group that gets there first, it's likely their culture that will prevail or at least, you know, be very, very important. And others will uh, find that culture there. And the West does not want the Chinese culture to be predominant on the moon. And then they cite things like Taiwan and the South Sea, South China Sea Islands and, uh, you know, other episodes of what they do with their minorities and things like that. And they say it's very important that even though we've already been to the moon, that, that we get there. And when we do Artemis, remember, it's a coalition of a lot of Western countries. Uh, I, and so it's not just the United States. It's it's. Uh, a whole smorgasbord of partners, and more and more countries are signing on to it uh, all the time as well. So, um, you know, it's kind of a race with Western culture and tradition versus China. But China has good technology and good engineering. They're building a space station right now. And, um, you know, they're they're not to be taken lightly. And they do things online, and they accomplish their mission. But they also are callous, like they don't try to redirect their rocket stages coming back to Earth. And you've probably covered that. And, mm-hmm. you know, who knows where they're going to fall. They may fall on a populated area and they don't care. Uh, whereas Western nations in the private sector, they direct and do their best to control and know where these stages of the rockets are going to fall. So they don't do any damage. I mean, it's a 180-degree difference in perspective, and China doesn't care about things like that. And if it comes in over your city, you might care too. David, so, um, 50 years ago, 50 years ago in December, we had our last man-moon mission with Apollo 17. Why did we stop? Well, um, you know, the conventional wisdom is that. Um, People were losing interest in the program. The television audiences had dropped down quite a bit. Uh, We were starting to um, deal more seriously with the Vietnam War and the issues of it and the inflation and the great society and the economic conditions. And um, there wasn't a lot of interest in continuing to go. They had three Saturn Vs ready to go. And um, Nixon canceled it all. And so, um, you know, the space crowd people probably were pretty upset at the time. I know the school kids my age, and we were all upset. We we wanted to go. The Saturn Vs went to museums, and and you can see them. They're amazing rockets. 
and they're they're in different museums around the country. And um, then there's the conspiracy theories of why we stopped. So we were told uh, I, to I, by the ETs, right? By the ETs, right? Yeah, and I suspect you you can look at the data on the media and the TV audiences and the and the public opinion poll, and and it the interest was really dropping off. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 